This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. Combination of North Meet South tonight. I'm your host, Cody Burkett, CSW. And I'm not. I'm Megan, Benny Beauty Drinking. And I am James, uh, Space Saver, I guess. (laughs) Chair Warmer. So today's, uh, we're going to talk a very important question as we drink some Florida wine. Uh, Are millennials killing the wine industry? Ask the three out of four people in this room who are millennials making avocado toast and drinking avocado wine uh, from Schnebly Redlands Winery. Uh, the answer to that question is, uh, fuck no, we're not. <laughs> Might be killing the old way of doing things. But yeah. Yeah. Like, doesn't every generation kind of kill the old way of doing things mm-hmm. at some point? This is true. Um, you got to come up with new ways of doing things sometimes. And, and then think... they'll randomly go back to the old ways and then, you know. Plus, millennials tend to come into the shop and buy more wine than other generations. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed this, too, in the tasting room. It's the young people who are like, oh, this is cool. And the old people are like, do you have anything sweet like a Moscato or a nice wine? Or they're... they're not asking for beer outright. Yeah. Like, this is Arizona, so no? Send you them think to we Creek. have ice wine? That's a good day. Usually we just come and ask and use the bathroom. Anyway, so the, the point is, the millennials are, no, we're not killing the wine industry. No. Um, but it just seemed like a very stereotypical question to ask while drinking avocado wine. And having avocado toast. Well, three of us are in that cursed. Yes. Well, and for what it's worth, probably the closest of everyone that's a millennial, tragically, it is delicious with the avocado toast. (laughs) (laughs) It's working quite well, indeed. However, this is not, this is, I would almost say this is actually closer to guacamole than it is just plain avocado. Because that's all avocado toast is, is literally just spreading plain avocado onto the toast and then maybe like some seasoning or something. And they don't think they put anything else into it. But yeah, but we're we're doing it in the more hipster way of of adding ingredients to it because oh, is that the hipster. I don't know. I know nothing. I don't know what sardines on avocado too. Oh is, god, is fantastic. Ew, really? I could see that. Yeah, Ew. avocado is exceptional at cutting the fishiness out of fish. Sardines are oh, great that's for a high school lunch because you come home, you, you go and eat your sardines, and you come back to school, and the girl in front of you has to deal with your sardine breath. <laughs> <laughs> But I digress. <laughs> I should do that to my employee. <laughs> so, uh, the wines we are drinking here tonight, we have both of the main avocado wines are from Schnebly Redlands Winery in Florida, specifically Redland, Florida. Gary, would you be so kind as to read the back of this bottle? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> He's James? <a> nope. <laughs> Okay, fine. Gary doesn't read shit aloud when it's being recorded. (laughs) All right. Avovino, dry avocado wine. The first wine ever made from avocados. You may ask yourself, David Byrne style, why avocado wine? The most important aspect of any world-class wine is the acid within the fruit. When making our Florida avocado wine... Oils separate during fermentation, yielding a beautiful light acid. 
This wine exhibits a citrus pear nose and refreshing hints of grapefruit on the palate with a beautiful lingering finish. Pair this wine with stone crab, mahi-mahi grouper, or any light Florida fish. Oil painting, but well, that's, I guess, what's on the front here. It's, there's a little oil painting on the front of the bottle. So. Righto. Back to you, Cody. Thank you. I'm just wondering how the fuck they make avocado, uh, the avocado wine in terms of fermentation. Because it's not a, a, a fruit that has a lot of sugar. Oh, disclaimer, there was no actual mention of David Byrne of the Talking Heads. I just threw that in. You want to find yourself. That's a song that brings back uh, Subway PTSD. You may ask yourself, is this suit too big? Could it be taken in a little? (laughs) It does have a citrusy character, and it does have high acid. Yeah. I I can only assume that they're capitalizing it a bit to, to get it to ferment. I would imagine so. I'd also imagine they're adding water because, well, let's face it, avocados are not particularly liquidy. Right? No, That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, how the fuck do you juice and like get enough juice out of an avocado for this? I, I, I want to make a hand job joke here, but I'm going to refrain. <laughs> Might as well. You already said it. <laughs> and I'm the one that was telling you to squeeze avocados earlier, so. <laughs> that would be like giving a crocodile a hand job. Speaking of... Uh, a name for avocados is Gator Pears, which leads us into our second wine that we're drinking. Which we haven't tried yet. Which we haven't tried yet, and we're going to... Epic Shakeway. But it's the sweet avocado wine, which does indeed have an alligator on the front, and it looks kind of like it's laughing at a tree of avocados. You know, As sure alligators are known to do. It's a well-known fact. Obviously, every day. So it says, see, we made you look... <laughs> Probably because it says avocado wine. Fuck off with the alligator. It says, yes, it's true. This is avocado wine. Shocking, isn't it? You might also ask, why the alligator? <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, in the day, when the, well, in the days of South Florida, founding fathers, Henry Flagler, this is the smallest font on the planet, and William Crome, the locals called avocados alligator pears. Because they resembled the rough skin of an alligator. Who knew, right? (laughs) All right. Sure. Uh, But don't worry, this wine doesn't taste like guacamole or gators. Because we all know what gators taste like. Oh shit, actually, I do. Never mind. I just had them. I was like, oh, it does literally taste like chicken of the sea. Um, Instead. But not like the tuna that's labeled as chicken. Well, exactly. But that's the funny thing. I remember tasting and being like, this literally tastes like a chicken that marinated in, like, seawater for a while. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Instead, it has refreshing hints of lemon zest on the nose and has a taste that reminds you of a sunny, fun day in the Florida Keys. Perfect as brunch wine. Also, try it with fresh Florida lobster. All right, then. The nose just smells a little sweeter. It smells really sweet compared to the other one, but I'm, ah, there's a I just funk. don't really get actual avocado. Mm. I get a little bit of it in this wine more than but, the other. I mean, that might also be the but magical again, that power was of because suggestion. I smelled my hands while I was making uh, the the mix and was like, oh, I wonder if I want to try all these with salsa and see if it's good. Mm, maybe a good peach salsa. Mm. Yeah, a mango a mango peach salsa would probably be. A good fit. I think I actually prefer this to the dry one. I feel like the little bit of sugar in there is not cloying or yeah. overly sweet at all. But that little bit of sugar in there is 
masking kind of the like slight funkiness the dry one had. Yeah. And making it just a much more approachable. And also, if you look at these two side by side, the this one looks a little bit lighter in color, and also there's a lot more bubbles, so there might be a little bit more effervescence there. That's ever slight, probably helping uh, impart different flavor. Yeah, I think I'm with Gary on this one. I, I like the the sweet wine a little better, and it's not that sweet. No, no. Uh, when when we ordered this, I think we both were terrified that this would be like cloyingly sweet, yeah. cloyingly horrifying. Horrifyingly sweet. Sorry, just... Gary used that word, so I, I like it. <laughs> it's a good one. I don't get to use it often enough. So Florida wines are generally shit. <laughs> As is most of Florida, just straight up in general. Oh, shit. A state that gave us Florida man. Oh, and I don't have my... Florida man! As someone who spent 22 years of my life in Florida, everything you've ever read about Florida man is true, and you don't know... A tenth of it. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. Oh. You're going to find yourself in a wonderful rabbit hole of Google. Later. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to see if my old boss knows anything, because she lives in the Keys. She can explain it to me. It'll probably be funny, because she's European. Yeah, she, uh, she lives in the Keys. She's European. Does that make her a limey? I don't know. Oh. So, um... <laughs> no. Key line. At a future date, um, wine number three for season three uh, for Florida may be a sparkling key lime wine. Mm. That's neither here nor there. The history of Florida wine. Uh, apparently the first wine grapes were planted in the 16th century by Spanish missionaries and later Huguenot refugees coming to Florida for sacramental wines. But uh, they didn't last because... Um, it's Florida. It's Florida and Pierce's disease. Mm. The Florida Grape Growers Association was established in 1923. Uh, in 1930s, researchers at the University of Florida uh, helped to develop new hybrid grape varieties and also hybrid muscadine varieties that were uh, sort of designed for Florida's climate. Uh, Blanc du Bois, Swanee, Miss Blanc, which I think would be hilarious to try. Also, um, as early as 1991, uh, the Florida Orange Groves winery began to develop wines actually made from 100% tropical fruit. Hmm. Uh, so this term, Florida wine, now accompanies uh, stuff like I mentioned before, key lime, mango, orange, grapefruit, and of course, uh, blueberry and strawberry. Um, of course, because there aren't much in the way of grape growing uh, regions, there is no American viticultural areas in Florida. And from Cahel... Um, basically, again, for 400 years, winemakers were limited using muscadines or citrus fruits against Pierce's disease. Today's commercial farm wineries came to an existence as a result of the passage of the Florida Farm Winery Law in 1979, which was actually mostly due to the Florida Grape Growers Association. Uh, they reduced the license fee from $1,000 to $50 and eliminated the state tax on Florida wines. And they also, like I said, did a lot of cooperative breeding projects which led to muscadine varietals such as Welder, Noble, and Magnolia. The first farm winery in the state to open was Alaqua Vineyard in Freeport by Foster and Rebecca Burgess. Uh, they built their winery in 1980, opened in 1981. No idea when this particular winery opened. It's not listed uh, in Cahel. Uh, Cattell, rather. Again, Henry Cattell, please call me. Kiss and Cattell. <clears throat> well, that would be the idea. It would be a podcast. And now he's probably like, well, I was going to call him, but now he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you know. 
But now that Gary's here, I actually have someone to flirt with. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just messing with y'all, or am I? No, I am. Um, what are you? Maybe. Possibly. Sometimes. Top experts may disagree. <laughs> Top <laughs> men. <laughs> uh, this is fun. Um, again, the, I, I, I'm with Gary. I prefer the sweet one a little bit more than the dry. What about you, Megan? I, mm, I don't know. I think I like the dry one a little bit better. Because there's a... I'm guessing this is the avocado flavor coming out, and I've just never tasted it in, in an avocado before. I don't know. But there's like a weird... Uh, I don't know how to explain it without it sounding terrible. That's okay. Well, it's like a... You know when you like smell wet dog? Yeah. It kind of tastes like that. Kind of tastes like that smell, like just dog. Wet dog, wet bird, wet totally gator. Totally the same thing. Wet gator, exactly. That's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> wet <laughs> gator. of wet gator. Delicious. Cut tennis gator. balls, fresh cut garden hose. Yes. Fresh cut garden hose. This wine is very refreshing. I could just sit here and just guzzle this on a hot day. Yeah, I, this would be a good. Uh, Which makes sense for Florida. Yeah, yeah. Just, all the days in Florida. <laughs> really but it's not wanted... a wine I particularly have, have any joy in, like trying to dissect. You know, no, because there's not really a lot going on. No, I feel no. like which is there's... not a bad thing no, for it's wines not. in general. Yeah, right, right. No, sometimes that's fine. And wine, some wines are designed to do a job, and whether they do that job well or poorly is is uh, the the it's... success or failure point. But again, I think this is intended to be separate a from wine. quality yeah. and any sort of other metrics. And I would say, in if I were still in Florida, hot summer afternoon, it'd be freaking great. Yeah, especially at the right price point. Do you, what was the uh, roughly? I think the sweet one was like fifteen. I think the sweet one was fifteen. I think the dry was twenty. Give me a second, I will. Uh... I would totally buy that sweet wine for fifteen bucks in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I did not expect to hear myself say that. <laughs> You're like, hmm. uh, I just really want to try them with chips and salsa. Like, it's rare to find a wine that I believe would work for that. I love how the only thing listed under wine specs is the alcohol percentage of 11.5. Yes. Um, which is actually kind of nice. You know, I can actually put an ice cube in this and not feel completely gauche. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm trying to find... I'm very happy that literally one of the only states that this winery ships to is Arizona. I want to try the lychee one. Lychee, however the fuck you say that. I think it's lychee. It doesn't matter. Everyone knows what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah whatever. That's always good to know. I just see that as like a tasting note or an aroma on wine descriptions, and I'm like, I don't I don't know what that, like, I've never just had one. I've been like, oh, yes, I, I taste this now. Like, So, so now it's like it's a whole wine made out of it. That would be cool. So keep your eye out in Safeway, and when they come in, just grab a handful of them. Take so is that, is that a go, thing? They show the... up at the grocery store? Yeah, occasionally. And oh then you God. get home with them, and you're like, how the fuck am I going to eat this? And then you're like, all right, I'll just start digging into it. And you peel the skin off, and you're like, holy shit, there's an eyeball in there. Oh, <laughs> shit. What is this? Leeches. Oh, yeah. I got dragon fruit for the first time the other day, because it was there, and we were like... Was it exceptionally boring? Yes. <laughs> yeah, dragon fruit is... Cool it's name so beautiful it. on the outside. It's so cool looking, and it's such a cool name, and it's just like, hmm. Yeah, my friend was like, like most dragons on the inside. They, it is pretty boring. <laughs> just so boring. <laughs> well, especially when you kill them with a minigun. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the sweet avocado is actually fourteen ninety five, so a dollar cheaper than the dry. Oh, sweet. Okay, so the dry was cheap too. Yeah. I like the dry one better, but I really want to try it with chips and salsa, like really bad. Uh, what about you? Which one of the two is your favorite? Um, I kind of like the sweet one better. I have to say, just because again, it gives me the sensation of something I can drink on a hot day. Yes, with an ice cube in it and really quaff my, or quench my burning thirst. It, it's pleasurable. It's, it, I don't really get much avocado out of it, but it doesn't taste like regular white wine either. So no. Yeah, there, it's not a grape wine. I, it definitely doesn't taste like any grape wine I've ever had. I would love to give this to somebody blind, you know, and just ask oh, them what like they think. Like to a blind person? I mean, that'd be cool too, <laughs> whatever. You know, either way... <laughs> Just, like, not tell them what it is. Be like, here, try this. What or do you think? Or make them guess what it is. You have three guesses. What is yeah, this? who's going to ever? Like, that'd be, that's part of the fun. It's just watching them squirm. Yeah, this is an interesting vintage. Yeah. But to me, it's more like a, a really mellow, smooth, well-done fruit juice than a, a wine. And again, like you were pointing out, uh, in the right conditions, like, this and the height of June here... Mm-hmm. Would be exceptional. Would be phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. We say as we drink this on the coldest, windiest like day of so May. Far. It fucking April, snowed up April. there. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit. It's like driving here. I'm like, oh my god, it snowed on Mingus. All right, good, cool. <laughs> Fuck you too, April. <laughs> or uh, as you pointed out earlier, uh, off recording, this with a little bit of tonic. With the right tonic would be also just, really fun. Just a straight up seltzer. Yeah. Not even tonic. You don't want the quinine and the spices and such adding like anything to this. I feel like this would shine with just straight up carbonated water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel uh, now that you've put your hand in the box, young Paul Atreides? It didn't hurt nearly as bad as I expected. <laughs> I was sitting here looking at the glass before we started recording. I was thinking... I'm scared. I'm curious, but I'm scared, and I'm not sure which one is winning. <laughs> but I'm glad the curiosity won out this time. And then you said that, and I said, put your hand in the box, young Paul Atreides. What's in the box? Pain. <laughs> An avocado wine. Or Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That would be really disturbing. What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, not an Oscar-worthy moment for dear Brad Pitt, but still. <laughs> Possibly the most memorable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, not much of Brad Pitt's acting is memorable. I don't know. Does anyone see know, Burn like Without Reading? Because that shit was hilarious. Nazis. That was amazing. 100 Nazi scalps! That was good shit. I don't care what anybody says. Right? I agree. I love that one. He's had his moments. He's not absolutely the pits. Oh, but seriously, burn after reading. That shit's hilarious. Well, guys, do we have anything more that we want to say about this particular suite of wines? Mm. No. Try it with actual avocados, because it's working pretty well. It's a, yeah. it's a pleasant surprise. It's just... yeah. I, I do want to pair this with whitefish, like they were suggesting, or a lobster. Yeah, absolutely. Or a nice succulent crab. I think it goes without saying... That we actually would recommend these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shockingly, again, yeah. Um, yeah. this is uh, another one where we went in with a lot of trepidation and we're not disappointed and actually have really good things to say about this. Mm-hmm. 
um, versus uh, the Virginia Viognier and the Washington Pinot Gris. Uh, and what was our other really uh, bad one, one that we on had? One-on-one Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, yeah. The that best was wine ever. The legend. <laughs> the, the legend. That, that we lost Chardonnay. the video, or the not the video, but the recording for. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm still man. pissed about that. So sad. So, to explain so to Gary. Good. I'm sad I wasn't here for this. Oh, yes, God. it was the worst wine I think all of us have ever had. Oh, and it, it was actually such... a well-designed, elegant label. It was, it was nice. tied into the Bachelorette, and it was called the One-on-One Chardonnay. Beautiful label. All these, like, rose tasted, petals on it. Tasted like cardboard. And it's like, well, maybe It tasted like just... it went bad. Yeah. Like, it was just a bad bottle. But like, cork bad? Yeah, like, like just, just wrong. Like, it didn't... I don't even know how you would explain it, but it just, yeah, like, corked or Like, just... rotten fruit was used. Or something, but we like, but we thought maybe it was just that bottle because it was almost like maybe there was just that one. We're like, well, maybe we'll get lucky and this other one would be better. And it's like, nope, this nope. is just Stay as bad. bad. However, we did rescue it and made it into a spritzer, which was quite uh, delicious. With tonic and uh, grenadine, yeah. and then it was drinkable. It was I actually it was, it was pretty, it was pretty damn good, <laughs> but you couldn't taste the wine. That goes anymore. back to our conversation <laughs> a couple of minutes ago about the conversation about sometimes a wine's purpose is not to be a really elegant wine. Sometimes yeah. the purpose is to be the alcohol component in the mixer. There you go. And that one was well, it wasn't designed to be uh, probably sure the alcohol component, but it sure as fuck turned into one. Absolutely, <laughs> it was so bad. God, it was. I, I, had, I still have nightmares about that bottle. I just had hope for it. I was like, please just be that basic bit Chardonnay that I love. Because and I'm the thing is that it has online, like, actual legit tech sheets. Like, it they did. were really trying. They really were. That's, um, I think, the saddest part about it. But, <laughs> uh, versus these two ones, which neither of which have tech sheets, but are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, avocado wine. 10 out of 10. Hashtag would recommend. Hashtag... Make America Grape Again. Yay. Hashtag Drinky McDrinkerson. <laughs> Hashtag Drink Up Kitchen! <laughs> Make America Grape Again. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com on Instagram at at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. I'm Gary. You can find me on Instagram at greaterthanwines, on Facebook at facebook.com slash greaterthanwines, and by email at greaterthanwines at gmail.com. Like, after the music, it's like, oh, fuck.